and welcome to the Pack Heavy podcast. Now this podcast is for anyone who works in the hospitality and food manufacturing industries who use flexible packaging to get their products to market. Featuring interviews with guests who have traveled the path that you're on so that you can learn from their successes and failures and engage in the mindset required to go all in on your vision. I call this mindset the pack heavy mentality and it's primarily driven by deliberate action and extreme organization. You gather market intelligence, put a strong plan in place, organize the appropriate resources, and then confidently test your hypothesis against reality. So if you're ready to pack heavy on your vision, you're in the right place, and I'm excited to have you here. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to episode 52, where today I have coach, podcaster, and very good friend of mine, Brad Bodnachuk, joining me on the show for this milestone episode that I've got here. Now, obviously, with it being episode 52, I'm pretty proud of what I've achieved, and I'm really excited to share this episode with you and obviously have an opportunity to thank you all very much for your support. Now, there are a few people in particular that I'd like to thank, uh, the first of which is my beautiful wife, Ash. Ash, you're an amazing mum, you're an amazing partner, and I can't thank you enough for all of the support that you give me day in and day out. Um, I love you to bits, and um, I'm going to give you a big hug and kiss when I see you next. Um, Mum and Dad, you are also there day in and day out. You always have been there in my life, and um, I just can't imagine life without you in it. I know that we have got a bit of distance between us, but I love our FaceTime chats, and I love the fact that you listen to the show every week and shoot me a text afterwards. So yeah, thank you very much for all that you do. Um, There's somebody else that I'd like to thank, and it's my pop, and it's his 91st birthday this week, which is a huge milestone for him. Um, Pop puts in the headphones every week and also listens to the podcast as well, and the feedback that I've got from Nana is that he struggles to hear the guests uh, at times with their funny Canadian accents, but loves hearing my voice, and, and I love the fact that he enjoys it too. So Pop, if you're listening right now, thank you so much for all of your support throughout my whole life. I appreciate all of it and I appreciate you and I love you to bits. So yeah, thank you very much, Pop. For everybody else out there that tunes into the show each week, thank you so much for your support. Um, obviously, I, this is I'm doing it specifically for you. I'm, I'm building the podcast for you to help you with your business and, and help you. So yeah, thank you very much for being there and um, for all of the uh, the feedback that you give me as well. I, I truly appreciate all of it. In fact, while we're on the topic of feedback, if there is one thing that means the world to me, it is your feedback. And I'd love to hear what you like about the show or you know what grinds your gears. Um, you know, shoot me an email if you feel so inclined. I'd love to hear all about it. Um, the best way to get in touch with me is to shoot me an email at Hayden at the Um Before we kick off with the show, though, um, I did want to briefly talk about Food Pack, which, as you know, is the organization that I work for in Vancouver. Now, at Food Pack, we've currently got a 15% promotion on all of our Supermac vacuum chamber machines. So if you've been sitting on the fence or you'd like to learn a little bit more about a vacuum chamber machine and what it can do for your production facility, definitely get in touch with me and I'll tell you all about it. And uh, yeah, now's a really good time to take advantage of that promotion as well and get it into your uh, into your workshop. Now on this episode, Brad and I cover a lot of ground. Um, we in particular talk about the year that's been and some common themes that have cropped up um, throughout the year, some personal growth that's occurred in my life and also what I have planned on the Pack Heavy podcast. So it was a really good chat. I, uh, I honestly enjoyed this conversation with Brad. Um, he's so insightful and full of information. So yeah, enjoy the show. Brad Bodnachuk, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's a, an absolute pleasure to be here. Mate, I am thrilled to be speaking to you today. It's a Sunday afternoon. This is episode 52, which for me is a big deal in that it's a uh, it's been one year of um, putting it out an episode a week. Um, 
just before we kicked off, we were sort of having a bit of, bit of a conversation around sort of what it takes to put an episode out a week and um, as well as the, you know, the everyday life that occurs, whether it be, you know, a full-time job, family and the kids at home and the commitment there and, you know, life's busy and life's full, but it's never been better and we've never been happier either. So how are things on your end, mate? Yeah, good, good. It's been an interesting, uh, I guess, few months since you and I last connected and it's been an interesting few years from a business standpoint. Um, but I'll be honest, I'm exa- I'm exhausted. Yeah. Uh, as as you know, uh, as you well know, because we're very we're in the same kind of boat, you and I. Yeah. Uh, right now we have a three year old and a soon to be two year old, so a three mm-hmm. and a half year old and a soon to be two year old. And the two year old decided last night that he was gonna uh, be up from two to four, and not just like casually be up, but like screaming wake the whole neighborhood up. So. Uh, Mom and I are a bit tired today, but um, like I said, I'm excited to be here, and it's such an honor to to be recognized this milestone with you. And it's so cool to see you on that microphone with those headphones, and just think where this all started. I know, it's just right? the coolest. Yeah, just to give everybody a little bit of context out there. So, um, it was over 12 months ago I started working with Brad, and Brad has been a coach of mine, and um, you know, there was a point where I knew that I wanted to sort of really drive my career uh, in the direction that I'm going right now, back then it was all sort of like a vision. There was a vision for what I wanted for my career and for my life. And, um, and I knew that there was a lot of hard work ahead. And, you know, when you're trying to map it all out and what it looks like and trying to break it down into small achievable goals, there was a point where I'm like, okay, I really want to differentiate myself in my career. I'm entering into a new space being in packaging at food pack at the time. And, um, and I was getting out there and I was having really great conversations with all of my clients. And I thought, okay, there's a lot of value that I'm getting out of these conversations. And, uh, and there's a lot of value that can be put out into the world. So the idea sort of came about to start recording the, um, the episodes uh, in the format of a podcast. And, and I've got to say, it was really Brad who, you know, like Brad, you've got your own podcast or you've had your own podcast in the past, which is sort of sitting in hiatus at the moment. But, um, you know, I, I first came across Brad when by listening to his podcast and who better else to have in your corner when you're starting to or thinking about getting a podcast off the ground than to speak to a guy like Brad. So I really um, appreciated all of the confident the confidence that Brad had in me and, um, you know, pushing me into a space where I'm like, this is something that I want to do. And obviously Brad's belief in me that I could do it. And, um, and Brad was also amazingly generous and sent me his um his microphone to get the podcast started as well. And I've recorded obviously every episode in it as well. So thank you so much for everything, Brad. I really appreciate it, mate, because I genuinely wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the push that you, um, that you gave me as well. No, you know what? It's so cool to, and I know this isn't the potential, not, this isn't like the intention of this podcast is me to sit here and like pat your back and say amazing job, uh, or you to say thank you to me. But we all need people like this in Mm -hmm. our lives. We need people that are, uh, around us to support us, but also push us as well. And it's something I'm sure we're going to get into, but yeah. I, I really find it challenging when everyone around me is saying the same thing as me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's comfortable, but there's no growth there. And I felt it was my duty uh, once as a coach, but more so as your friend, because I kept hearing it. I could see it in you that you had this within you. And now look at your reality. This mm-hmm. isn't, this wasn't just like, something you thought you thought oh i'll give it a shot like you were serious about it and i could sense your seriousness so i felt it was kind of my duty 
to throw a microphone and some earphones in the mail and send it to you because I it would it would just be an honor for me to be a part of that any way shape or form so selfishly I'm super excited <laughs> that you're still doing it and yeah. I can already tell a few minutes into this podcast it's it's slicker you're more comfortable and that's like anything else in life just repetition 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 so if you haven't celebrated it uh please do at some point because it's an amazing accomplishment especially with your reality that you have with a young family and a full-time job etc but also to anyone listening listen to what he did it's such a fantastic and simple idea like take these conversations that you're having highlight people in the industry and leverage those relationships mm-hmm. and i don't think it is and feel free to interject here i don't think it was, it was ever your intention that hey everyone i talked to my goal was to make them a client but guess what you probably gave yourself a way better opportunity at least have a conversation with them after spending some time and showing interest in them and their business model etc and now they you have what i call like social capital these yeah. people are in your rolodex so kudos to you man yeah no you're absolutely right like if you break it down the conversations are authentic and they are genuine like i deeply care about trying to pick apart and dissect somebody's business along with them and like you know speaking to an entrepreneur about their business or a business owner you know they're so passionate about what they're doing and um you know you can see it in their eyes you know when they're having a conversation all you have to do is ask the right questions and let them go and it's amazing what people share about their business and there's so much to be learned not only in the mistakes that they've made but you know the the different um the decisions that they have made you know that have led them to get to where they are it's so cool to sort of get some really um intimate insights in that respect and and not only that you're absolutely right like yes i have been really lucky in that you know through these conversations people have um come to get to know me quite well and it's been fantastic in that respect because when people do want to talk about their packaging with me they do naturally come and have a conversation and say hey you know what i'm ready to have a conversation with you about it so how about it and it just sort of naturally goes from there And it's been awesome because it feels like a natural sort of progression in the relationship. And I think the secret to it, and, um, and this goes with anything in life is just to be yourself and to be authentic and, and it'll naturally shine through and it doesn't feel cheesy and it doesn't feel icky, you know? Um, and, and that's really nice as well, because at first I wasn't too sure how it would come off, but it's just a natural progression of the conversation. And, And I genuinely keep in touch with a lot of the guests that I've had on the show as well, because get along and it's really nice to sort of be involved in the um in the startup community over here or you know the food and hospitality industry and the cpg industry over here and i feel as if it's a um a community that i belong in as well it doesn't feel contrived or forced and and that's really nice and um you know the average episode length has been about an hour you could call it give or take so i've call it 52 hour long conversations that's 52 great conversations that I've had and, um, and what a way to network and get out there and meet a lot of you. You know, it, it's really cool. It wouldn't have happened otherwise. Yeah. Actually, I actually can picture you like five years from now hosting your own sales conference and you like day one is how to sell to somebody and day one is how to start a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> who knows? Who knows what the future holds, mate? Like, and that's one thing as well, but you know, there's been throughout the the 52 conversations that I've had, there has been a lot of repetition and you do pick up on patterns, you know, is one thing that I've found. And, um, you know, you're really only as strong as the people around you and the network of people around you. And that has been just such a reoccurring theme 
you know, with a lot of the, the guests that I've had on, you know, whether it's a, a business coach or a mentor or their employees or their family or, you know, colleagues, you're really only as strong as the people that you have around you. And, and we all know it. Like it sounds really straightforward and simple, but when I've asked people, you know, a, a straightforward question, like, do you have, or who are the people around you that support you? Or, you know, do you have a shoulder to lean on or somebody to discuss your business with? And all of the successful entrepreneurs that I've spoken to do like everybody. And then the other really cool part of that is that they're starting to give all of these insights to up and comers as well. So they're passing it on. And I think they, they gain a lot of value out of that, which is really nice to hear as well. Yeah. yeah. It's very similar to the whole microphone in the mail thing. It's yeah. Like that kind of stuff. You got to pay it forward. Yeah. And it's like the law of reciprocity, mm-hmm. which I'm a big fan of. It's just like you, you plant a seed and it may not bear fruit tomorrow, um, but eventually it will. And I'm just a big believer in giving. And we talked about this when we started working together. I think at some point uh, we we're talking about financing. I really encourage everyone listening to this, whether you have a ton of money or you've got next to none, is whether it's a quarter in someone's parking meter or pay for someone's coffee, those small actions create such a ripple effect in your life. And it's just it's incredible what those things do so yeah when taking time to pay it pay it forward when people are making time for you in the past or current is just um it's a no-brainer to me yeah something that ash and i do every time we go into the grocery store whether we're just picking up some milk or some cheese or whether we're actually going in doing a full load we'll always add a couple of bucks onto um the food bank you know whether it's two bucks or ten bucks whatever it is and over the course of a week we're probably you know contributing fifteen dollars roughly and I think that, you know, whether you're living from paycheck to paycheck or whether you're lucky or fortunate enough to have a little bit of cash in the bank, you've always got something that you can give. And it does feel really nice to be able to contribute, you know, to other people's lives. And even if it's in such a small way, I just, in the back of our head, it's like, you know what, it's, it's a really nice thing to be able to contribute. And we're really fortunate in that our fridge is always full and our pantry is always stocked. And our kids never go hungry, obviously. And yet, you know, we are always happy to try and help out when we can. And I think that world is a better place if we can all sort of contribute in those small little ways. 100% agree. Yeah. Brad, I've been speaking to a lot of business over those 52 episodes. And quite frankly, there are a lot of tired people in this world. (laughs) It's a common theme as well. And, you know, as people seem to be really overwhelmed by their workload and a lack of work-life balance, And they at times feel as if they're going through the motions. And I've got to say, this podcast is no different. Like over the course of a year, there have been periods of time where I've been so motivated and I'm banging out episodes and I'm getting conversations in the bank that I can obviously edit and then trickle out. And then there are other weeks where I'm really tired. And to be honest, I can't be bothered, but you still do it. You get out of your own way and you back up and you just keep on putting it out into the world. And and sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard, but I've definitely noticed those peaks and troughs. One thing that I would love to ask you, and I think that you can add a lot of value to the conversation and to everybody out there listening, you know, when people are starting to feel really tired or they're feeling overwhelmed, what kind of tools or where do you start a conversation with somebody when they come to you and they're like, you know what, I'm a high performer. I really love to get content or, you know, I really like to drive hard in my career, but I'm overwhelmed and I'm exhausted. What do I do? Uh, The first thing I would ask them to do is place their hand on their heart and have some empathy for themselves because um, there's this 
misconception I I feel quite passionately about um, business and life uh, and how that all plays out, especially nowadays with social media. I love social media. I think it's an incredible tool, but I think it gives gives people the wrong idea. And even someone as powerful and as positive as far as influence influence is uh, like someone like Gary V, who I think is a is a great influence on current entrepreneurs and up and coming entrepreneurs. Um, he's real in his message, and the aspect that I think really uh, I want to highlight in answering this question is: there's always time to relax, and no. <laughs> No one is able to do it 24-7, 365. That, that, isn't, that isn't sustainable. I mean, as you're asking the question, I'm doing my best to fully listen, but I'm thinking about a professional athlete. I'm thinking about, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, one of the best basketball players and athletes ever to live. And we all think that it was he was always that way, always in the top of his game, but that wasn't the case because they don't play basketball 12 months a year 365 there is time where he isn't always at that level yet i feel like so many people that uh, i come in contact with and perhaps it's a general statement that people that you're speaking to there's this misconception that we all have to be that way so first and foremost is place your hand on your heart have some empathy for yourself take a day take two days whatever it is and don't go to the gym or don't go into the office or don't look at your emails, whatever that is that's adding up to that exhaustion for you or that overwhelm and just step away from it for a bit. And I can hear people already saying, oh, it's easy for you to say, or I can't do that. That's just a story. That isn't actually real because I promise you there are CEOs of companies that are far more successful and far wealthier and far busier than you and they're doing those things. They're taking time and they're really uh, prioritizing their life. So the first thing I would do again is place their, I'd ask for this person to place their hand on their heart and just have empathy for themselves and just take some time. The second one is play. This is something that I recently have been uh, introducing with some of my clients because the idea of, uh, the workplace or work in the 21st century is completely backwards. And we're seeing that now, especially with this pandemic that's been going on. COVID itself is so exhausting. Uh, adding on top of that, again, the pressure to perform and perform consistently. And what I'm really seeing, and there's studies that back this up, uh, adding play into your workday and into your life will could dramatically change how you feel. So, Let's say, for example, you're dealing with a, uh, give me a company, a company that you would either like to work with or you admire as far as a food packing company. Oh, um, somebody, Hippie Snacks. Okay, so Hippie Snacks. Great. Massive company, probably, I'm guessing, 100 to 500 employees. I have no idea, but I'm guessing. What I would encourage them to do if I was the CEO is I would start encouraging my staff, no more coffees. No more coffee meetings. Every meeting from now on, you're either throwing a football or you're going ice skating or you're going to the golf course. You're doing something that is completely different than what everyone else is doing. Everyone else is doing the coffee meetings. Everyone else is doing the Zoom meetings. And if it obviously, if COVID allows it in your environment, 
to get together with this person in an outdoor space and just play. Play like you were kids and watch what happens to, one, how you viscerally feel, but two, also what look at what you accomplish on a business from a business standpoint. And I promise you, you will see dramatic results on a from a business standpoint and from a personal standpoint. And their business is the name escapes me right now is the business in Brazil. The CEO, I think five or seven years ago, started introducing this idea of uh, blocking out time in the entire company every single day of every single week just for some version of play, whether it's kicking a soccer ball, whether it's throwing a football, uh, going for a walk, and again, instead of going for a coffee, meet, whatever it may be, adding some sort of physical play into their day has dramatically impacted the business uh, on the bottom line, but also overall satisfaction within the work. So if you're overwhelmed, if you're anxious, if you're tired, stop for a second, place your hand on your heart, have some empathy. Even Kobe didn't do it 365, so why should you? And then second to that is find a way to add play into your day. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, um, we'll quite frequently go on... Um have a conversation and go for a walk around the block here in the office. So, you know, a couple of us, if we need to have a chat, we'll just yeah go for a walk. And that's a really nice way to have a chat because um, obviously it's nice to get out of the office and actually breathe some fresh air, but you know, quite often sitting in a boardroom can be a little bit stuffy and it can sort of close off a conversation as well. So I recommend going for a walk and have a conversation at the same time too. Yeah. And actually just quickly to that point, walking with someone, as opposed to a face-to-face -face meeting or across the table is actually a lot less confrontational. So you actually can get a lot of the tougher conversations done on a walk mm. because we're shoulder to shoulder. So there's, a, there's actually like a, uh, some sociological and uh, psychological studies that support this as well. Whereas if I'm your boss and I'm coming to you to discuss something and we're sitting face to face, that can be a little bit intimidating. It can be a little bit discouraging. Whereas if we're walking shoulder to shoulder, we may be able to breach some of those topics that are a little more difficult mm -hmm. and actually break into whole new levels of communicating and making us feel like we are on the same level as opposed to I'm behind my desk, you're on the other side of my desk, that kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think, I think walking with people, whether you're a parent trying to speak to your child or a CEO trying to speak to your, your team, I think it's a great idea getting mm -hmm. out for a walk for sure. So I guess let's just sort of circle back to the start of the question as well, because I think we can sort of dig a little deeper there. So being a small business owner or, you know, you've got a startup and you've got this idea, you're wearing all of the hats, you're getting everything done yourself. So the days are huge. There's still, you know, a lot of financial pressures on the business. Like, is it going to work? You know, a lot of question marks into your own capability and, you know, whether you can actually get it done. And, um, and you may not feel as if you've actually got the support that's required, you know, so you're relying on yourself for a lot of things. So I guess a lot of questions that, you know, could come up here are like, I don't have time. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to do anything except work on this business. What would you say there? Uh, I don't know if you can swear on your podcast, but you I can would sweat. say, I would say Bullshit. bull, <laughs> bull bleep. Yeah. And, and I, I only say this because look, I'll, I'll admit I haven't hit my, I haven't hit my million dollar mark. I'm not, I'm not nearly where I want to be with my business, but guess what? I spent a ton of time doing reading about and listening to people that have built multi-million, multi-billion dollar businesses. Mm -hmm. And guess what, guess what they say about people that say, I don't have, it's, it's complete. It's just, a, it's just a story. It's a story in your head. It's yeah. just a story. I know again, it's so much easier to say it. Cause that's why cliches are cliches because they are that way. But 
if we sat down, if you and I sat down with this person who says they just have no time and we actually went through their day and audited the whole day, mm-hmm. okay, well, how much time are they spending not focused on a task? How many times, how many, how much time during a day, pardon me, are they kind of emailing, kind of business planning, kind of dealing with their staff? Like, are they actually blocking out their day? Are they being specific with their time? Are they mm-hmm. being actually structured? Because that isn't the case, then I find that really difficult for someone to say, I don't have enough time. Well, you're letting so many things bleed into each other. That's why you feel so overwhelmed. Whereas if you're intentional with your time, sure, does it mean you may have to get up at 4 a.m. instead of 5 a.m.? Maybe. But we don't know until we try everything. And I think that's something that you brought up not too long ago is, the people around you. I always call it my power circle. And if my power circle is supporting me and saying, yeah, man, you just, you don't have any time. I got to find new people to be around. I got to find new people and say, that's not acceptable, man. It just isn't. There is always time. It's always a choice. Mm -hmm. And the minute, the minute we actually believe that to be true, not only will it become our reality, that will become your reality. You will have no time. But we also understand that our beliefs were in control. Like we, how do I say this? If I hear that from someone right away, what goes off in my head is this person is a victim as opposed to there. This is a person who's in charge. Cause if, 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 if Elon Musk, Gary Vaynerchuk, Puff Daddy, whoever, if they have the exact same number of hours in a day, how are they going to get done? How did they get it done? And how come you can't? What's mm. the difference? Yeah, it's interesting. I always think, you know, I would like to go back to where they were, you know, in their young days and they were just getting off their ground. You know, they were they were putting in the time, they were doing whatever it takes to get their business up and off the ground. And it would be quite easy for somebody to say, yeah, they may be able to do it all now because they've got people that they can delegate to. They might be able to do it all now because you know, they've got a network around them that can support them and, you know, allow, and not only that, they're cashed up. They've got the ability to get a personal trainer in to help them. They've got all of the, they've got all of the resources required. What I find when I'm feeling short on time, or if I feel as if I'm not able to get something done, I will break it all down, which is sort of a tool that you gave us the ability to do when we were working with you really write down what's important to you you know, think about what it is that you're trying to achieve and what's important and break it down into the fundamentals. So if you think about the fundamentals, we're talking, we're talking about sleep. We're talking about eating correctly. We're talking about consistent exercise. We're talking about looking after your mental health, whether it's through meditation or journaling or trying to do something hard every day, whether it's a, you know, a cold shower or cold exposure, Mm -hmm. putting yourself through those challenges to sort of strengthen the mental, um, the mental ability to be able to get through what you're doing. And when we're talking about time, we don't have to be dedicating a huge chunk of time to something like, I'm not saying work out for an hour. I'm not saying read a book for an hour, a 15 minute, you know, or you could read for 15 minutes, you know, you could journal for 10 minutes, you know, these don't have to be extensive things, but checking that box off to say that you've done it daily, you know, in and building it into your daily routine is absolutely critical. And it's something that I recommend, like they're the fundamentals. And um, so I would always sort of recommend going sort of right back to the start and, um, and looking at it through that lens, Brad, um, is is there anything that I missed there? No, the only thing I would say is, is again, the whole hand on the heart thing. Understand Mm. that it's, it's not going to, it won't, you, 
you likely won't work out every single day. Mm. You likely won't read every single day. You're, mm-hmm. it, it's not, it's, it's not, I love unrealistic. I love unreality because unrealistic goals are the reason why I have light in this room because someone decided one day I want there to be light. And guess what? To a heck of a lot of people, that was unrealistic. I love that there was one point in humanity that no one thought it was possible to run a four-minute mile. And then guess what happened? Someone mm-hmm. had the unrealistic goal to do it. But there has to be a bit of reality that we bathe in sometimes. And that reality is, I'm going to miss a day. And that's okay. I mm-hmm. guarantee you, I guarantee you, Warren Buffett, way back when, when he was grinding it out, missed a day. Mm-hmm. But here's the key. This is the key that a lot of us miss is, do not miss the next opportunity to get back at it. Mm-hmm. Do, don't allow for those misses to be then become your normal. Mm-hmm. Have empathy for yourself. Recognize it. It's like someone that sits down. They're trying, to, they're trying to be on a diet and they're at a donut shop with their friends and they have one donut and they start beating themselves up. Don't beat yourself up because you had one donut. Celebrate the fact that you didn't have six or two. Enjoy the donut and then tomorrow it's back on the kale smoothie. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, enjoy that's, the hell out of that donut. Yeah, that's that's where the longevity is. And going back to your original question about people being burnt out, you're probably burnt out because you're being a bit of an idiot because you're doing things that burn you out. Mm-hmm. What are you What are you actually doing to fill your cup? To your point, meditating, journaling. Are you Are you taking time to go to a movie with a buddy? Whatever it may be, because mm-hmm. it's it isn't realistic. The reality isn't grind, 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 grind. It isn't. Mm. It's just we we feel it is that way for some whatever for whatever reason. Again, I think it's a social media thing, but uh, that's the only things I would, would add to all of this is that uh, hand on the heart. I missed a day. I'm gonna come back better than ever tomorrow, but be very careful because it's a slippery slope. Yeah. When that when that missed day becomes a missed week, a missed month, missed six months. Yeah, I hear. Better. Momentum is a funny thing, isn't it? You know, like we all know when we've got really good momentum and we are sort of we're peaking in terms of like our output and we've got, you know, just momentum. It's a really hard thing to get. And once you've got it, you want to hold on to it. And it feels as if it can slip through your fingers at times. And then you're like, okay, I need to get this momentum going. And that's exactly what you're talking about. If you have that donut, don't let it get in the way of your momentum, you know, enjoy the heck out of that donut, relish it, and then just keep on driving. Uh, I guess that would be my my yeah. uh, little bit of input there. Yeah, definitely smart. I love it. So one thing that I found with this podcast, you know, to, when I was actually like, all right, this is something I'm going to do. And people talk about imposter syndrome because at first I'm like, who am I? Like, I don't have a voice in this industry. Like, I don't know anything. So to, I had to get out of my own way to actually, you know, figure out that I'm capable of doing something like this, that it's not about me at all. It's about the people that I'm interviewing asking the right questions. They're the one that, are, you know, they're the people that are adding the value into this world. And then as the podcast grew and, um, you know, the downloads started to increase and I could see, you know, there was some great activity and I was getting some positive feedback from people that were listening in. Um, I was actually invited along to a trade show and conference by Adria, Andrea Gray Grant and her team at Good to Grow. And I was, uh, she asked me to be a facilitator at the conference. And at first I was like, uh, no, thank you. That's something that just I don't feel comfortable in doing. But then I'm like, hang on, hang on. 
I can do this. Like if I could do a podcast and she's, you know, feels confidently enough in my ability to be able to do something like that, I maybe I can. So I took about a week to think about it and I was finding myself, I was talking myself out of it. Like I was listening to the voice in my head and I was talking myself out of it. And then I thought, okay, why am I talking myself out of it? Like, who am I to talk myself out of it? Like, why am I getting in my own way? So I thought of it from a different point of view and I'm like, okay, well, can I talk myself into it? So I, I said yes, and I talked myself into it all the way up until the point where I was walking onto the stage. And then I'm like, all right, here I am, let's do this. And you know, the hour passed really quickly and I had so much fun doing it. And from that point, I knew like it built a lot of confidence in me and I had people coming up saying that they listened to the podcast and that was awesome. So I got a little bit of validation in the, the direction that I was taking the podcast was working. And, you know, it was a great lesson to learn. And I'm sure there are a lot of people that sort of can relate to this, you know, this story that I'm telling right now, but getting out of your own way as a business owner is something that has also been a common conversation on this podcast. And, um, you know, a lot of business owners out there are really afraid to get in front of their brand and be the face of their brand and be the personality of their brand. Brad, do you have anything to add about getting out of your own way? Because I know that I'm sure you've had people come to you and say, you know what, I'm probably my own worst enemy here. Can you help me out? Yeah, I don't think people are, I mean, I, how do I say this? I think... I think for someone to say that statement, they have to have a high level of self-awareness and they mm. probably don't need my help with getting out of their own way. Um, but if that is the case, if they are have already built that self-awareness and they, they can feel that, as you call it, like the imposter syndrome. Mm. Um, I always like to use analogies to describe my thoughts. And it, I guess I, I'll ask you and the listeners just to picture this. So picture you're in a a small car like what like a honda civic mm -hmm. okay and you're pulling up to a set of lights and you are wanting to turn right but there's one car in front of you but it seems like there's enough room that maybe you can get behind the car and make the turn there might be enough room he's edged up just enough that you think you can do it now here's the thing I'm on the other side of the street and I'm walking and I can see what's about to transpire and I can see you inside of your vehicle and I can see you trying to look up over the nose of your vehicle to make sure that you don't hit that car that's in front of you. You follow me so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right? Yeah. So I, I can see everything clear as day. You're in your vehicle. You're trying to see. You can kind of, you can see the hood. You can see maybe like a bit of the right side. You can, can't really see to the left. The left side is going to be the side that if it does strike the vehicle, that's going to be the side. And I'm looking at you and you're inside your vehicle and you're so hesitant and you're so afraid and you're not moving and you're kind of moving. And I'm looking at you going, you have a ton of room. You have four feet, maybe five, but you don't see it. Mm -hmm. I see it. And I'm sitting there waving my arms going, go, just go, just go. And when it comes to imposter syndrome, I feel like if you can't have that kind of meta experience where you hover out of the vehicle, see that you have the radius to get around it and get around it, mm -hmm. you need to then go find people, find a mentor, ask your mom who's always going to tell you, you got room, you can do it. Mm -hmm. Like find someone to be that person for you that can be across the road going, 
Hayden, you got a ton of room, man. Mm. Just hit the gas. Let's go. Like, you yep. got this, dude. Yeah. And then you do it, and you're like, oh, I could have done it all along. That car never moved an inch for you, meaning reality never changed. The only mm. thing that changed was you mm-hmm. and your belief that you could do it, where you didn't believe because you couldn't see it. Mm. And the same, just you, your story is a perfect example. Yeah. No one, no one did that for you. That was all internal. Mm-hmm. You spoke yourself into it. But if you're at a point where you can't get over that hurdle, if you're I I can't see myself doing that. That's not me. I'm not a I'm not a we're not a billion dollar company. We're a million whatever those mm-hmm. beliefs are, whatever those thoughts are, mm-hmm. find find someone across the street who can see your reality better than you can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely say, right. Just just go. Just go. Yeah, you do get caught up in the details, don't you? You know, I guess that's the difference between working in your business and working on your business for all of the business owners out there. Like when you're in there and you're in the trenches or you're in the kitchen and you're banging out dishes and you just wish that you had an opportunity to actually work on the business, well, it means that you have to change things up. But, you know, listening to the conversation that you have in your head, like what language are you using and how are you talking to yourself? And that, that was kind of groundbreaking for me and not, not only in this experience, but there have been multiple experiences and it was all sort of stemmed from when I first started working with you, Brad, and, and the, um, the life, the recipe, the team that we had on board. And, um, you know, what, how are you speaking to yourself? Are you talking yourself into something? Are you talking to yourself out of something? Like it's, it's mind blowing how, when you actually step back and you actually start writing down the words that you are using in your own mind. It, it kind of blows my mind. You know, I'm kind of confused. I'm like, okay, why would I speak to myself like this? Like, where does this stem from? Like, you've got to really drill back. And I'm sure there's like a lot of psychology behind it. But yeah, for me, talking myself into it was a really powerful thing. And then, you know, obviously the the emotional, um, the high that I had when I walked off the stage and I'm like, holy shit, I could do it. I did it. And you know what? The only person that did it was me. And the only person that talked myself into it was me because I could have put an end to it a long time ago. And, you know, it was something that just did not sit comfortably with me. And I think that, you know, public speaking for a lot of people is something that absolutely terrifies people, but it's, you know, there's a lot of growth on the other side of that hurdle and you've just got to approach it in the right manner and get over the hurdle. And um, yeah, there's an amazing amount of growth can be done, but I think that's, that goes for a lot of resistance in life, doesn't it? Yeah, when it, for me, and this is probably why uh, my power circle is so small and probably why I frustrate my wife so much, but when I feel a resistance, mm-hmm. that's even more that's more even more of a reason, a compelling reason to push towards it, uh, whether it's a cold shower on a cold mm-hmm. day, mm-hmm. Uh, those tough conversations. I don't want to have them. No one wants to have them. Yeah. But I full, I understand on a fundamental level that when I do those things, I am in a better place. And we all have to understand, like, as woo-woo as this sounds, it all starts within us. Mm. And that high that you got when you walked off that stage, that was all internal. Mm-hmm. You didn't smoke a joint. You didn't go get drunk. Like, that. You, your body released all of that naturally. Because what you did in that moment, what you did in that hour was you just expanded upon what you believed was possible. And that lit you up inside. Mm-hmm. But no one did that for you. No. It wasn't, it wasn't me. It wasn't a book. It wasn't the crowd. 
sure that environment played into it, mm-hmm. right? But it wasn't any person that came over and started pumping your tires and then you felt a certain way. It was the fact that you did something that you didn't want to do and it was done and now you could relish in it. And we have to, especially business owners, is we have to be self-aware enough to recognize those wins. And that's something I don't think people do enough as well is like celebrate things. I don't need to hear about how did, how well you played basketball in high school 25 years ago, but tell me about what you did yesterday and how it was so amazing. Like find those small things. If you didn't eat the six donuts, you ate one, celebrate that stuff. We don't do that enough as well. Like celebrate that stuff because that is where we can, we talked about momentum. Mm-hmm. That is where you can get back on track or you can build that momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, it's, we have to understand that so much of what we're experiencing on the outside is actually not is actually it is completely uh started within us yes determined by our conversation so just to cap it off andrea thank you so much for the opportunity to get up on that stage and contribute to the trade show and conference i really really enjoyed it and um yeah thank you very much for that platform that was awesome and for everybody out there that saw me on stage i I was terrified (laughs) and i'm just like you and uh yeah i uh it took a little bit to get up there, but yeah, thank you very much for the support afterwards as well. And to actually have people come up to me after that and say, you know what? I do listen to the podcast. I'm really enjoying it. That was just awesome because I don't know how you found it when you had your podcast, but you just bang out episodes week after week, you put it out into the world. Very rarely do you hear anything back like, yeah. And so you're like wondering, like, am I doing everything right? Like what's going on here? And then to actually get feedback and, you know, a face-to-face conversation was just so rewarding. It was so cool. And yeah, I got a lot out of that. So thank you to you all that came up. It was awesome. That's so, and I think that's a great point as well to, to speak to, again, who you're speaking to mostly with this podcast, which is small business owners, business owners of, of packaged goods yep. in the F&B space is ask them, and maybe most of them are, I don't know, but it's not, it's marketing is interesting beast in that some people believe that you have to give the market what they want. Mm. And some people believe you got to give the market what you think they need. And a lot of that times, like with your podcast, you just wanted to do it. Yeah. You, no one said, Hey, you should start a food pack podcast mm-hmm. and call it pack. No one, no one was asking that of you. There wasn't a big thirst of it that we knew of at the time. Right. Mm-hmm. But you created something and now people are paying attention and listening and you cannot go wrong when you listen to what I call the light voice inside of your head, which is Mm. telling you like, go for it, do it, Mm. try it. What, what do you actually have to lose? Nothing, nothing except time. And when you don't have anything, like when you don't have the resources, the only resource that you do have is time, you know? So that's just the one thing that you've got to invest. And that's the one thing that I've invested into this podcast is just a hell of a lot of time. And, um, you know, one thing I remember the conversation when you're like, are you going to do this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. When are you going to launch? Hey, I'm going to launch on December 1st. And how frequently are you going to put an episode out? I said one a week. Okay. Like it it was just locked it in that quick. But then I'm like, the other thing that I really want to commit to is 18 months. I'm going to commit to an episode a week for 18 months before I give myself an out before I even give myself an option to decide whether I want to keep this going or whether I want to flick the switch and move on to something different, I want to give it an opportunity to turn into something before I, you know, before I move, move forward or, you know, make a decision from there. 
And there have been periods throughout this, you know, this first year where I'm like, oh, man, like, what am I doing? Like, am I wasting my time here? But then patience is something that I always come back to as well. Like it takes time and it takes patience to build something here. And these things just don't get built overnight. And it's hard not to compare yourself to other people out there that have, you know, got something going on, whether it's a business and it's playing in the same arena that you're in, or whether it's a podcast on very similar topics or somebody that you admire. And then when I actually dissect what they're doing and the size of their audience and and so on, I'm like, they've been at this for four or five years, you know, like it takes time and patience. So that's one thing that I consistently had to remind myself about, just be patient here, just keep putting it out week after week, like it's going to grow. And that has sort of been my mantra. But if you had somebody come to you, Brad, and you're like, and they were, you know, frustrated that their business wasn't growing at the rate that it was growing at, for example, how would you approach that conversation? Oh, gosh. In many ways, um, first, I just, I would have to, I would have to really just assess how bad did they really want it. Mm. And, and I've actually had this conversation with a few a few of my clients in the past and I've said like, look, I'm not going to judge you. You shouldn't judge you. If you just want to mail it in, that's okay. Cause I'm getting the sense that you really don't want this. Yeah. So again, I think it's healthy to have someone to have those real conversations with. And the, the, the industry that I come from specifically uh, with most of my uh, time working professionally is, is all food and beverage and hospitality. And that industry is, restaurant space in particular is so brutal is so Mm -hmm. thankless is so demanding and even more so now and it's okay it's okay to say uh you know what it's been five years and i can't do it anymore or it's Mm -hmm. been two years um so i would really just sit with the person and similar to your podcast i would just ask them genuine questions and those questions i would really try and suss out how serious they are about what it is they say they want to do Mm. Um, and then if they tell me they're serious, then, okay, well, let's, let's start actually milestoning things. Let's sit down and write out a plan. Let's have structure. And then I can be there to help kind of pick them back up mm. and show them, not show them how to do it, but perhaps show them a, how to look at it through a different paradigm. Mm. And actually I'm, wor- I'm very blessed to be working with a couple of clients right now. Uh, one is a bigger team of multiple properties and it's amazing just through asking questions. Um, and I'm learning this now as a, as a coach and consultant more so now than ever, it isn't about what you tell people. Um, it's about the questions that you ask. hundred percent. Yeah, right? it really is. Isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing how, when you place a question, like the right question at the right time, and it just hits the, uh, you know, the amount of the, what can come from it. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. So yeah, for me, it's just, it's all about questions and it, especially in a role like the one that I have where people entrust me to come into their business and, uh, for lack of a better term, kind of write the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to be, I have to be fully bought in. I have to be super sincere and, uh, my integrity can't be questioned. I'm there. I'm there to support them mm-hmm. as long as, as long as they're in, if they're in, I'm in. But the, the reason that I'm able to be successful with my clients and create tangible results, it all stems from, uh, just a innate desire to truly understand what drives them. 
why do you want to do this or why don't you want to do this or why mm. is this is why is this a struggle for you and when we when i can ask those questions and get those answers then we're able to really break down the direction of the business or perhaps the direction of the role that they're in mm. whatever it may be but mm -hmm. uh similar to the success you've had with this podcast it is just that's the opposite of what i'm doing right now it's asking a question then shutting up mm. no i know um, and people can tie their identity up in what they're doing, you know, and it can be really hard to walk away from something. If you feel as if you are wrapped up in, in what it is that you're doing, like a chef, for example, like they've put their heart and soul, they've done their apprenticeship, they've done the hard yards, they're putting, you know, 12, 16 hour days. It's, a, it, I can imagine it would be a really, really hard thing to work, walk away from when you feel as if you've invested so much into it and yet you may hate what you're doing. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, it's, you know, to ask yourself that question, that honest question and be real with yourself is such a critical thing to do. And, you know, I guess the, when I asked this question, I was talking more about, you know, somebody in the developing, you know, stages of their business and, you know, the first six, eight, 12, 18 months of a business. And you just want so much to happen and you want to get out there and, you know, you want to be competitive, but you just understand that, you know, you've only got a, a small little marketing budget or you've only got, you know, a team of one or two people. And you're like, I just want so much for this, but, you know, being patient is just so critical in that space because you will get there. And like I said, if you don't have budget if you don't have capital to invest like just invest time yeah. and um but yeah you're absolutely right if you're talking to somebody and you know they're 5 10 15 years into a career and they are hating it like but they don't necessarily recognize it themselves they just they've picked up on patterns they're just not eating properly they're not sleeping they're just fundamentally not happy are you able to sit down and have a real and honest conversation with yourself and go, you know what, it's time to pull the pin on this. And that's okay. Like it's okay to do that. It's also okay to sort of work out a way through it as well and go, you know what, I might not like this now, but I can't walk away from it, but I'm going to give myself six months, for example, or 12 months to undo what I'm in right now and figure out what's next. And, you know, the smart way through it. I think um, it's all about, it's all about being strategic and understanding what that vision is and breaking it down when, in whatever it is in life. And yeah, um, yeah you've got to do go it. You've got to write these things down. The last thing I'll say on that and, and just speaking to, uh, you know, those new young, not necessarily age, but new into the game as far as entrepreneurs are concerned. If you find if you find that it's challenging, if you find that uh, you, you can't see the fruits of your labor yet find some mentors you don't even have to know them and we've talked about this before mm. like they can be alive they can be dead you don't have to have any communication with them at all and dissect them as much as you can and especially nowadays so you can you can literally understand as much as someone wants you to so much about them and become that person like mm. sarah sarah blakely comes to the top of my mind right now because she just sold spanks for a ridiculous amount i of saw that like billion something, yeah. whatever it is. Yep. I should know the figure, but I don't. And she started that on such a shoestring budget. Mm -hmm. So become Sarah. Don't, don't, sorry, don't become her, but think like her. Mm -hmm. So how, how did she get through it? Did mm -hmm. she have nights where she sat alone and cried? A hundred percent. I guarantee you she did. Right. Yeah. Yep. Did she, did she have days where she thought she wasn't going to do it? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So just Find people that you can mimic yourself after and take from them what you want and start thinking like those people. And reach out to those people. You know, yeah. one thing that I've found like with the podcast is it's amazing 
how many people respond to emails about a conversation. It's like, I'd love to have you on the show. I'd love to dissect your business with you and learn from you. Are you up for a conversation? I have very rarely had anybody say no. And I've got some amazing guests coming up in the next couple of months. I won't, um, I won't spoil it yet. I'm, uh, I'll start to trickle out some teasers online. Um, but yeah, just some amazing entrepreneurs that have got some very, very successful businesses, you know, hundred million um, dollars in revenue kind of examples. And I'm like, we can learn so much from these people and, you know, their businesses and where their businesses are may feel so out of reach, you know, right now for you, but they were in your shoes at one point too. And, um, and you got to understand we're all humans at the end of the day and, um, and, you know, reach out to these people. LinkedIn is such an amazing resource to actually get in touch with people. Um, obviously you can DM people on uh, Instagram as well. And it's amazing how nine times out of 10, it's actually the person on the other end. It's not necessarily a social media marketing company or, you know, um, management company that's looking after it. They are actually on the other end and, you know, are responding to you. So I recommend if there's somebody out there that you want to emulate or somebody out there that you would love to ask a really well-placed question, get out there. Don't be afraid. Get out of your own way. Shoot them an email. Brad, you're a great example of that. I shot you an email and you responded like people do, people do respond to you. And so, um, yeah. And, and learn from them, but you know, at the same token, you recognize that they're extremely busy, busy people. Keep it brief, keep it short and, uh, and be genuine. And who knows a relationship or a friendship may grow from there. Um, but at the same time, they will have a ton of time and respect for you because they'll understand the position that you're in with your business. And, um, you know, I think that they will be more than happy to, you know, add their two cents if you've got a great question to ask them. And then just go back to what do you have to lose? Nothing. You may not get a response to the email, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the a lot of the yeah. suffering that that exists in our world. Yeah. If you subscribe to say like Hinduism, Hinduism says all the suffering that we uh, that we experience is all internal. Mm. Like it, all that is it's inside of us, and mm -hmm. none of it is external. So send the email, ask the guy out, ask the girl out, it, do start the business. Yeah. Because if you don't, someone else will. Mm -hmm. And then you'll be kicking yourself that you didn't try. Like, can you imagine if you didn't start a podcast a year ago? Yeah. You know, I, um, I it's interesting, isn't it? Like there weren't any other options. I just knew what I wanted to achieve in my career. And I also knew what I wanted to achieve for my family. And this made so much sense because you could also start it on a $0 budget. Like there were the barrier to entry into a podcasting world was so low that anybody can start a podcast. The only thing that you need is confidence and, um, and belief in yourself. And then also the ability to access really great guests. And like I said, just getting out there and emailing people, even if you don't really know what, like at first, I actually had no idea what the podcast was going to turn into. Like it's turned into a really great resource for a lot of business owners out there to sort of access, you know, for a weekly conversation, it's an hour of their time. If they tune in, you know, every week, if not, that's okay. But there are some, you know, great conversations to recap as well. And it's sort of taken on a life of its own. And I'm sure that your podcast may have done the same thing. And, and that's, that's awesome because I'm sort of just like, let's just sort of see what it turns into. And, um, you know, it's, it's really great to have an idea and plan, but then it's a really nice thing to sort of just let something grow you know, organically. And, um, and that's one thing that I've done. Like there is so much more that I want to do for this podcast. And I'm really excited for the next 12 months because this time next year, Brad, when you and I are sitting here for episode 110, would that be? Oh no, 104. 104. Yeah. 104. Um, 
yeah, I'm really excited to see where I'm at. It'll be so, it'll be great. So a few minutes ago you said you said 16 months, but you just promised us another oh, year. Oh, 18. No, I said 18 months. Sorry, oh, mate, 18 I months. have no plans of stopping right now. Okay, None good. at all. Okay, good. Like, but that's today. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, mate. No, I've absolutely no plans of stopping at all. Like, okay, good. Yeah, the the podcast has got great momentum. It's bringing a lot of value into my life, and until it stops bringing value into my life, and until I sort of it turns into a chore, like, why would you want to continue to doing something like that feels like a chore? And I guess that goes back to what we were saying before. You know, it has to make sense in so many ways. And at the moment, I'm banging out an episode a week. It may turn into two episodes a week. It may go turn into you know, every two weeks, like I just, I can't speak for that right now, but obviously it's got to fit with my life and, and Ash, my wife's life and, you know, um, the direction that we're taking our lives because at the end of the day, this, you know, people start businesses for multiple reasons and a podcast could be seen as a bit of a lifestyle business in that you've got full creative freedom over every aspect of it, which is amazing. And just because I've committed to an episode a week right now, it doesn't mean that it's going to be forever. It could be more, it could be less, and that's totally fine. And I'm okay with having flexibility around that, which is a nice feeling. Like I'm not tying myself into anything, but the one thing that I did tie myself into is, yep, 18 months before I actually give myself the opportunity to make a decision. But yeah, at this stage, I can see myself getting to a second year mark. Man, I, well, I look forward to you. Look, you don't have to have me on at 104, but it would be a pleasure. I want to, uh, mate. <laughs> it's and, a nice way to recap. It is a great way to recap. But yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm just, I'm so stoked for you. It's so cool. And like I said, you're, uh, you're a natural at this, man. I'm so proud of you. Oh, uh, mate. Well, thank you very much. We are approaching an hour, so I won't leave you any longer. I know you've got the kids at home as well and Lynn's. Um, but mate, thank you so much for everything. I really appreciate all of your support and guidance. Um, it's been awesome to get to know you over the last 18 months as well. And for all of the listeners out there, thank you so much for your support. And um, yeah, I couldn't obviously be doing this without you. Otherwise, it would be a pointless exercise. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I really enjoy bringing something to you each week. And I would love more feedback. Send me an email. Let me know what you love about the podcast. Let me know what you can't stand about the podcast. Like, give me some ideas. Like, I would love to hear it all. Just like any um, good marketing exercise or market research exercise, give me all of the feedback, good, bad, negative, all of it. And, um, and hopefully I can grow more as a person and I can keep on creating some value in your life and keep putting some great content out there for you all. So yeah, thank you all so much, Brad. Thank you so much for the hour, mate. I really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Great job. And congratulations on this milestone episode, but well done. Thanks, mate. Ciao. Cheers. Thanks again for taking the time to tune in to today's episode. Before we do leave, though, I'd just like to thank our show sponsor, Food Pack. And I would also love to hear from you. So please feel free to shoot me an email at hayden at thepackheavypodcast.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Hayden Thompson, and that's T-H-O-M-S-O-N. And last of all, you could also find me on Instagram. Thanks again, and see you next week.